Welcome to Sex Travel Sports Food with your host, Cousin Cornbread, on ANDS Radio. That's Ain't No Damn Station Radio, man. We stream it direct to your earphones, your car speakers, your sound bars, Wi-Fi, Infinity Hotspots, Shared Data Plans, T-Mobile, whatever y'all got popping out there, man. We getting it straight to you, and we going to get the jump started right here. Hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, look. Episode number five, Sex Travel Sports Food with your host, Cousin Cornbread. Just got back from Cancun, man. You know what I'm saying? I let y'all know on the last episode I was going down to Cancun. And now I'm back. So I apologize for the delay. You know, I don't don't have no real trips coming up no time soon in the next month or two. So I should be right on schedule every week like I started off you know what I'm talking about but I had to go ahead and get this get these two trips in that had a good time Cuba Cancun and now I'm back and I want to apologize off the top for anybody that um that was offended by the fact that I said on the last show that I wasn't going to do a review of Cancun because I felt like Cancun was pretty much a uh, a normal trip to go on. And when I told, I was talking to some people about it and they told me, look, Cornbread, you can't assume that everybody done gone to Cancun and don't, you know, like you, like you travel like you, you know what I'm saying? I thought everybody go to Cancun, but apparently that's just not a, it's not a spot that that's, that's as popular as I thought it was. So I think that part of it was, probably was part of my male privilege my black male privilege that I found out I had a couple weeks ago um, and actually when I was over on uh, Let's Talk Baltimore uh, they, they told me I had black male privilege on that too based on that um, Very Smart Brothers article that came out You know, I guess that was last year <laughs> when they said uh, black black men are the, are the white people of uh, of the black community or something like that Man, people be wilding out. <laughs> Everybody always coming for the black male. I don't know why. Really? Hey, look, man. I ain't going to even get into it, but I just wanted to say I do apologize to anybody who was offended by the fact that I said Cancun is a normal spot, but they ain't been. You know what I'm saying? So if you haven't been to Cancun, it's another nice spot to go to. And it's, it's, not a, it's fairly inexpensive as far as uh, tropical places to go to, and you know that's that's close. That's that's a quick. It's a quick trip too. You know, Cancun only take a few hours to get to from D.C. from the East Coast. So you know, Mid Atlantic area, or you Florida, wherever you at, pretty much all over the United States, Cancun is a is a one of the quicker trips you can make. So y'all get over there, man. <laughs> and I've been talking about it a little bit coming up, man. Um, I just wanted to say. That apology off the top because apologies have been the big thing in radio lately. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, had a, I was out of town. I came back and everybody apologizing for all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, you know, we already know about the whole WKYS joint with uh, Danny Starr and all that. And um, apparently that was just a big old fail or the whole crew 
the producer, the DJ, Danny, everybody. Everybody just had a whole big fail on the on the segment. It was supposed to be some kind of, you know, some kind of gag segment, and they basically executed that shit terribly, poorly. <laughs> and it came out, apparently the little actress that was, I saw some clips of the actress who was supposedly the one that was in the studio had actually made a whole video about the fact that it was all a scam. It was all a setup, and it was, and it just basically went bad, right? They, they, she talked about how uh, Danny came to her, like, I guess between her storming out and doing all that shit and kind of just was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to storm out, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then basically it just, it just was all messed up. So that was weird. And then uh, now you had all, I guess, the past week or so, it's been this whole thing with uh, DJ Envy from The Breakfast Club and uh, Jesus and Mero with their podcast, which I, I wasn't really familiar with that joint at first, but that joint is funny. Uh, and he ambushed them, and that was the thing that Danny was saying on, on WKY. She's like, oh, y'all ambushing me. <laughs> so now Jesus and Mero pull up on The Breakfast Club, and they get ambushed by DJ Envy. You know what I'm saying? And calling him a pussy and a dickhead and all this shit. And then forcing them to apologize to him about a joke that he basically took wrong. Right? It was a joke. It was funny. But he, he took the they took the joke. He him and his wife took the joke wrong. You know what I'm saying? And then he gonna try to boss up on these dudes when they pull up in the studio. And whole time, these dudes is like not no threatening dudes like they were just they some clown they clown right they clown people all the time they clown whoever say y'all part of whoever y'all part of this y'all he had his wife out in public talking about the cheating and y'all on tv national syndicated tv and now you know talking about the uh talking about the cheating but now he come on t he, he come about back to them talking about oh you can't uh talk about my wife like that she ain't always been here for the money and you know you disrespecting my wife and you gonna come for my wife and my kids and all this bullshit i'm like man come on dog first of all them dudes ain't somebody that you should pull up on and get no credit for it anybody could pull up on them my grandma could pull up on Jesus and mero them dudes are like some nice looking family dudes man <laughs> they, you ain't bossing up on nobody by pulling up on Jesus and mero come on dog come on then he was just basically being real extra sensitive. And the joke was funny as hell is that they had the little beige rage meter on the breakfast club joint. That shit was the funniest thing I ever seen in my life. And y'all know, well, maybe y'all don't know. Y'all just getting to know me, but I don't support any of that colorism, all that shade shit, light skin, dark skin, all that. I don't do all that. So, but that joint, that beige rage joint was hilarious. I thought it was funny just because it showed his face shaking around with the rage meter and all this kind of stuff. But I don't usually support any kind of thing about, oh, this is how light-skinned people act. This is how dark-skinned people act. Black people. I'm like, oh, man, oh, you all black. Ain't no ain't no credit. No more. Not, not no more. I mean, I guess back in the day when you used to do the paper bag test in real life, it mattered. But now it don't matter. And that y'all, we can't perpetuate that foolishness. You know what I'm saying? So if you out there talking about light skin, dark skin, all that shit, get your life together, man. That shit don't matter at all. At all. But anyway, 
Oh yeah, so you know, y'all know what really happened for real is that he went home. They already got that drama. You know what I'm saying? They already got all the drama that comes along with the cheating and her finding out or him telling her or whatever the fuck. And he, they done heard this shit about, oh, she only there for the money. All that dumb shit that came out of it. So she was lit. So she, he had to go defend her honor. You know what I'm saying? Like he had to go and defend her, his, her honor. But when he got home that night, oh, he was going to be all kinds of soft ass, pussy ass, punk ass. Oh, well, you ain't say that to them in words, in their face ass type dudes, right? She she would have fried that dude if he came home and then she, he ain't boss up on them when they pull up on that show. So that's what happened in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? You know, they make fun of people on the damn Breakfast Club 24 hours. They make, they all they do is make fun of people and talk shit about people in the public and all that. And they're in the public. So you just happen to be the one to get it that time. So you can't, you can't have a, uh, you can't be unfair in that situation. You can't have a double standard just because it's you now. Don't do that shit. That's bullshit, man. But anyway, it's crazy. But hey, at least they married. <laughs> at least they are married. DJ Envy, and I think his wife's name is Gia. They, they At least they still married, right? Because that's the whole thing. And I was in, that's, that's everybody's end goal, right? Because if you're single, apparently, you basically got a terminal disease. <laughs> that's how a lot of people just it's always been weird to me when people talk about single versus married or in a relationship or whatever and everybody when it gets to single everybody's always like oh my god are you okay <laughs> are you gonna be all right it's like when you take you used to take cpr class i used to have to do that thing you had that little script right hey sir are you all right oh my god Becky, call 911. And then you start your little compressions and you, you swipe out the, uh, do the little tongue sweep thing with your finger to clear out whatever in their throat and all that shit. That's what people are like, are you okay? Oh my God, like how are you single? Like how'd you get here? Who brought you here? How'd you survive? <laughs> You'd be like, Shawty, I'm, it, you, people are single and it's gonna be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's gonna be fine. People are married and and they unhappy or people are married and don't, that doesn't guarantee you shit in life. <laughs> but it's like such a, I don't know what thing is. It's just like such a big deal for a lot of people, man. But you know, people just be feeling unaccomplished like shit when they not married. And especially like a lot of black women, you know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, they got the extra pressure, right? Cause everybody say the most disrespected person on the planet is the black woman. Right, that's what we always hear, and I heard it a lot. I've heard it over the years, um, and you know, it's one of these crazy things where it's they always spew a lot of negative, uh, a lot of negative stats at black people in general, but especially at black women. Like they gonna die from they die from everything sooner, or they got more breast cancer, they got more, they get more abortions, they do all this crazy. Everything is just always worse with black people when they come out with all these bullshit stats. And then there's always, especially when it comes to black women. And then you got the unmarried weight. You know, how how old you, all the, all the, the unwedded rate of black women is so much higher, I guess, than the, the Caucasian or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And people will latch on to this shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's so crazy because you would figure that who, 
Like, who even tr- wants to know these fucking stats? <laughs> like, what is even the the use of of tracking stuff like this? And then why well, I always put it out there, man? Don't nobody want to hear that negative shit. Nobody wants to hear that. Oh, yeah, all y'all ain't married. So, so what? Maybe we don't want to get married. Maybe everybody don't want to get married, right? Or you got a lot of non-black people and black people. You got a lot of people that's on their third, fourth, fifth marriages, right? So, okay, but what about them? That's a negative stat, too, if you look at it for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, being on your third marriage is probably just as bad as being single, if if that's what you're working towards. <laughs> if you're working towards being married, but you on your third one, clearly you failed twice already. So that's a negative, okay? You can look at it like that. But I guess those people count in the marriage pool that they tracking for these black women, right? So, you know, all the white women on their third marriages, but the black women ain't never been married. Who's better? I don't know. Who cares, right? you rather be single and happy or single and single just because you chose to be single or happen to be single or you want to be on your third marriage because you had two failed ones. I don't know which one is better. Mm. Mm. What y'all think? <laughs> because clearly the whole thing should be about getting a connection, right? Like, have you had great connections? You might not be buried next to them in the burial plot together, but that don't mean you ain't have a good time. Like, what the fuck? Like, it ain't... Man, people be too extra. That's all it really comes down to. Everybody's so extra, so pressed, so everybody just running around. All they want to do is get married and be depressed and <laughs> then go out with their married friends and complain about their wives and husbands. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like, the thing is this, like, as a, I, I saw a, some girl posted a meme, right, talking about um, – you know, talking about people being married and and, and the rates and all that stuff. And it, it had me thinking, I was just like talking about how a, a king would, a, it had like these, these steps about what a king would do to marry you, right? Before he had sex with you, he would marry you. And it was like a seven step process that he goes through in order to make himself uh, worthy of proposing to you, I think. It was, like, real complicated. Like, I don't know. Like, he had to be worthy enough to propose to you to make you his wife, and it was, like, a seven-step process. And then, oh, he couldn't have sex. The whole thing was, like, he couldn't have sex. That was the thing. It was, like, no sex, and here's the seven things he'll do before he even wants to have sex with you if he's, like, an aware king of life or whatever the fuck, you know, they came up with. But the crazy shit is I tell people this all the time. Anybody can get married, right? Like, you can go get married tomorrow. You want to be married? Come on. Come on. Everybody goes to the state. Everybody go to the courthouse and get married. It's real easy, right? Let's go. Just go. I think it's like $25, $35. (laughs) Go get married. If that's what what you want, you want a ring and all this shit. And I tell people all the time, it's a lot of unfit dudes. Dudes that are unfit to be husbands propose to women every day, B. (laughs) Run that back one more time. Dudes that are unfit to be husbands propose every day. You understand me? That's a real life situation. And unfit and women that are unfit to be wives accept these proposals or get married. Who cares? 
Don't not don't none of that shit really guarantee you anything. But anyway, the joint it just drives me crazy. I hate seeing people feeling some kind of way about themselves and feeling down about themselves because they haven't reached this this milestone in their in their life that's supposed to be the marriage. You know, but I see people with a divorce all the time. One of my homies, she's on her third marriage. I went to her for, I went to both of her first wedding. <laughs> I didn't go to the third one. But I went to the first two. Cause by the third one, I was like, man, look, go ahead. I I mean shit. I'm tired. I'm motherfucking tired. But I went to the first two. You know, they were cute or whatever. But everybody think that's gonna be their last one, supposedly, right? <laughs> Cause Oh, the joke be funny when they when uh, it, it, depending on which one you go. But I guess they all do the same. Like depend, no matter which the which the religion that they tied to, right? No matter if it's Christianity or or if it's a Hindu or whatever the fuck it is, right? Like no matter what they do, it's always something that's along the lines of you know this is this is by God, like this is sanctioned by God and all this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you be like, oh well, I don't know. Was it was it sanctioned by God? If we got divorced and did God break it up or did the court break it up or like who's responsible for the bad one? <laughs> who's responsible for the downfall of this whole shit? <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know if y'all going to blame. You're going to give God the credit for bringing together, but did he also break it up. And then if he ain't break it up, then who the fuck broke it up and why God ain't stopped? But there's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> that I ain't even gonna fuck with y'all on right now on this on this episode right here. You hear me? But one thing that you know I, I found I I've always also heard is that after you get married, the sex starts sucking, which I always found to be like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. But that's what I heard. That's what I hear a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man. If that's what you got to look, to look forward to. I don't know about that one, dog. Like, you want to, you go through this whole, so say we go through that seven-step process <laughs> that, that, that that I saw online. You go through a seven-step process, then waited all your, all this time, don't have sex and all this shit. And then y'all get married and all the passion is gone. So now you don't even really want to have the same sex you wanted to have in the first damn place. And then if you have, if you have been having sex, now y'all married, y'all tied, you know, y'all tied to each other for life. Or until one of y'all go to the courthouse, <laughs> file the papers, but y'all have tied y'all still together financially. And now the main thing that probably brought y'all together, which is the attraction and the sex, is gonna stop or get worse. Oh hell no, nah, shout it. Hell to the now now now. <laughs> but you know, I, I always ask people, like, is how much this sex play in the role? Damn, I said that all fucked up. How much this, what role did sex play? Or how much weight did, at, weight did sex have in determining who you're going to marry? You know, I think that's a real key situation because amazingly, a lot of people don't be focusing on sex when they choose who to marry, which is weird to me because, like, Basically, the only unforgivable thing in a marriage typically is if you cheat or if you have sex with somebody else. So if y'all ain't having sex, who the hell are you supposed to have sex with? <laughs> right? Like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't be getting it, man. I don't know. But 
What y'all think, man? What y'all think? I mean, I know it's a lot of people listening that are married or have been married, and I definitely want to hear the feedback from y'all people too, man. But it's always just a preposterous notion to me that the person I choose to be with for the rest of my whole little life, and monogamously, especially if you if you're in a monogamous relationship too, shit, and you ain't gonna have no sex. Come on, dog. That don't even make no sense. Or not have good sex. And I heard that even, and then if you have introduced kids into it, then it gets even worse. So, so not only were you not, you're going to fall off anyway, but when you had kids in the first couple of years, then it just fucks the whole damn thing up. <laughs> so I'd be like, shit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like an exciting proposition to me, guys. What'd your man Randy Jackson say? Going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> I'm sorry it's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. Like, I've always been a person that if whoever I date, I want to be able to, on site, if I I don't, I don't even, when I was younger, I would date a whole bunch of different people, kind of whatever, you know what I'm saying? She cool, she nice, or whatever. I, I went through all kinds of different phases of, you know, being real superficial, and being kind of like, corn, you got to get your life together, so don't be real superficial with the things that you like. Kind of try to look past some certain things, right? Like, there were certain things I was trying to look past at one point. Then I got into it, you know, dating for a couple of months, and I'd be like, you know what? I really can't look past that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, So if I don't want to, if I'm not trying to smash on site, like every time I see you, we can't date. The end. Like, that's like I, to, right now, you know, the past, like, probably five, six years, I've, I've been like that, right? Like, I wouldn't, I can't even, any girlfriend I have, I want to smash right there, like, on site every single time, right? And if I don't feel like that, ain't need no reason for you to be here, dog. We can play spades. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I always say, look, we can be spades partners. That's going to be the extent of our relationship. We can laugh. We can joke. We can play chess. We can do like cool shit together, but you can't be my boo. Nah, shawty. <laughs> Not if I was bad on site. You know, I, can, I don't know what else to tell you. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't know. I don't know how people do that shit. Mediocre sex. Mm, I'm a pass dog. I'd rather, rather not have any. So I don't, I don't get it, man. Unless you into some kind of freaky stuff. Like, I don't understand why people wouldn't want to have sex. Like, unless you like adamantly against something like if you adamantly against bdsm stuff i could feel that if you're adamantly against getting kicked in the balls and your wife only likes to kick motherfuckers in the ball <laughs> like that that's what turns her on y'all they compatible and it's fine right or you know if she like you to have a if she like for you to smack the shit out of her and you completely against hitting women y'all ain't gonna you know y'all ain't gonna work or she like to dress up like a party panda. <laughs> and you scared of pandas. That might not work. All that type of shit. I can see that. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Or they want to dress up like SpongeBob and unicorns and run around in the park before you, you know, to get them turned on. Mm. You know, you might not be with it. Or they might not have a sponge, SpongeBob suit in my size. Now I can't even fucking do it. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it just... I don't know, man. I don't know. I always tell people, too, look, 
my fiance or my wife, like, look, if she don't want to have sex, that's cool. Right? If like, we get to the point, she don't want to have sex no more. Okay? Fine, girl. Fine. You don't want it? Fine. You tired. Whatever it is. If it's a situation where she getting down to, look, we're not having sex no more. I always say, look, it's cool, but you better be be willing to tag in a friend. Okay? Or somebody. You got We got somebody on call. I don't know what else to tell. Ain't no really other way to handle it. Because what I'm supposed to do. I ain't going to sacrifice my money, you know, because if, if you cheat, then the man just gets completely hosed and caught, right? So you can't have no infidelity and all that because you're going to just be set up. You're going to lose all your half your check, all this shit. Nah, we writing this shit into it. If you lose interest in sex, then you have to tag a friend in. The end. Or she don't even got to be your friend. Have somebody to tag in, whoever. We can pick them out together. Tell her, look, you're going to stand by. You know what I'm saying? We call you and we need you. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Ain't no way you could be in a sexless or a sex deficient relationship. Get out of here for what? For what? Man, shit. Only time I was doing that is if it was like some kind of upside. Like she was the heir to like a lucrative empire of some shit or some kind of fortune. Like, I got to get some money. Something about it. It got to get something else out of it, man. But you can't just be walking around just not having sex. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can't. I'm not going to sacrifice parking lot sex, which I like to do. Right? I'm not going to sacrifice parking lot sex. And, you know, not be fully vested in some, like, crazy-ass alimony. You know what I'm saying? I got to have some serious alimony behind that if I'm going to be if I'm willing to give up walking out of Friday and hitting it right there in the parking lot real quick before we go home to the kids or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm not going to get that up, dog. <laughs> Y'all crazy. And, you know, I, oh, I talked about rough sex earlier, right? So I was like, man, uh, you know, some people I'm, some people don't like that kind of stuff. Some people do. You know, you got some people that, oh, you know, they in all these whips and chains and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, something you got to be safe out there, dog. Like, all y'all fellas, man, be safe, man. Don't, some of these chicks think they like rough sex. But they might not be willing to really actually, you know, take it. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, if you got a girl that bruises easily or something like that, hey, you got to get that shit in writing. You got to get consent. You understand what I'm saying? Because... Shit, you a big dude like me, big old grizzly bear motherfucker, right? Big old, I'm I'm a big dude. I got strong hands and I just weigh a lot. Shit, I'm a, if I sit on you wrong, you gonna get bruised. <laughs> if I if I if I lean on you the right way, it's gonna be a situation. You know, it's gonna be some furniture moving when I do shit. You know what I'm talking about? So you gotta get consent out here, man, because they could walk around with a bruise or they bruise easily, stuff like that. And you leave those marks and say she get she get pissed off at you. You understand me? She get pissed off at you. She's somebody that's vengeful. She gonna go to the police. Oh, he done, he don't even beat me. He go to bruise. He go to whip. He go to uh he go to look at my wrist. Look at my elbow. Look at my thighs. Whatever, right? She got bruises all on her. They don't even know that that's what she wanted. You were trying to keep your marriage alive. Keep your girl happy. 
<laughs> now you out here in jail. You know what I'm saying? Or you going to jail or whatever. Now you got a child. Now your your clearance fucked up. Everybody living in D.C. got a clearance, got a secret clearance at least, right, for DOD, OPM, whatever, whatever agency you happen to work for. Everybody got all these clearances. Now you're going to lose your clearance fucking around because your girl like to dress up as Princess Leia and have you whip her, and now she talking about she don't know what you're talking about. So get that shit and write it out. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Especially if y'all are somewhere, like I said, I was at this wedding and they got the uh, the unlimited, uh, they got the all-inclusive. You understand me? They got the all-inclusive. Y'all been drinking all day. Hey, she gonna get the, y'all go back, you got the handy dick popping and y'all get it in. Hey, get that joint in writing first before y'all start the trip, before y'all, whatever y'all do. <laughs> Any girl you meet going forward, fellas, get it in writing off the top. Hey, you just have her fill out a questionnaire, sign it. Say, I'm into this, I'm not into that. And then y'all both sign it so y'all don't have no kind of dis- uh, discrepancies on what on what's already okayed up front. <laughs> and I and, and then all y'all pe all y'all people that's gonna be dramatic. Don't come for me with the oh no, you gotta get a thousand consents. I'm not talking about stuff like that or rape and all that shit. Don't don't even start all that shit. Okay, I I'm not talking. I'm just, just these is it's just funny shit. Get consent so y'all know. What, make sure y'all on the same page. That's it. <laughs> so don't don't come with me with the melodramatic. Oh no, you know everybody gotta have three th- three consents and all that shit. I know. No is no for real. Don't fellas. Don't ever force yourself. On nobody I don't even know why people like that shit I've never understood that shit don't ever and women don't don't nobody should ever force themselves on anybody I wouldn't even know like why would you even want that that's weird it's like the weirdest thing especially with dude I'm like clearly the, the joint ain't even gonna get wet why would you want that that's crazy it's just all that's just all weird but anyway uh I got off track on that. But, yeah, so, you know, you go somewhere, you know, somewhere like that, y'all are all-inclusive, or y'all just coming home from the bar crawl right down in your city or whatever. Y'all come to the bar crawl for St. What, that St. Patrick's Day just left? Yeah, St. Patrick's Day, y'all turned up, got the green bee in you, you ready to turn up, <laughs> get that marathon sex in, and look, somebody, hey, make sure that y'all both on the same page with that shit, man, for real. And with those, and when you had them all inclusive jumps, like anywhere in the Caribbean, make sure that you order your drinks right. Because I see a people, a lot of people. This is a travel tip for people who ain't been to all inclusives before, or, who, or even if you have, but you don't know the game. So this is what you're supposed to do: when you go order your drinks, always order whatever they got sitting up on the top shelf, whatever they got sitting out that you can see. Always point to your liquor. I always never just order the Bahama Mama, okay? So you order Bahama Mama, don't just say, hey, give me a Bahama Mama. You got to say, nah, give me a Bahama Mama with Bacardi. Give me a Bahama Mama with Tito's or whatever the fuck it is, right? So make sure you always point to your liquor or they going to be giving you that rail liquor, okay, that come in the plastic bottle that you can't see right there on the rail. And if you don't know what that means, the rail liquor, or some people call it whale liquor, W-E-L-L. 
whatever that shit is that you can't see when they pull it out, when they pull it up real quick and make you your drink, you don't necessarily want that in your life. Especially if you over 25 or over 30 years old. Because that shit will kill you. Your, your body can't process plastic bottled liquor. You understand me? It just can't. Unless it's like a gallon plastic bottle made by Bacardi or something like that. But like, if it's some shit you ain't never heard of, like that Volokov vodka, <laughs> nah, no, don't drink that shit. You're going to kill yourself. So make sure that you always point. That's my, that's my suggestion. I always point. Because sometimes you might have a language barrier. Okay? So you just point and pronounce whatever's on the label. Havana Club, point at it. Bacardi, point at it. Tito's, point at it. Whatever you want, point at it. And get your life together so you don't be having a terrible hangover. You can enjoy your vacation. Or enjoy your time on whatever street you live on on St. Patrick's Day so you don't kill yourself. Okay, trying to be a damn Irish leprechaun or whatever the fuck y'all be doing out there. Okay? <laughs> nah, man, I love them damn all-inclusive because it's kind of just like the, the best shit because you can just lay on the beach, hang out, or lay on the pool, lay by the pool, and just have burgers and pizza and fries and lobster tails and shrimp skewers and liquor, alcohol, water, whatever you want just kind of brought to you while you lay in the sun. Like you literally just lay there and order shit and it just keeps coming, coming, coming. That's awesome. That's like the best shit of all time, right? And you get, you're like, why don't I live like this all the time? Why? Or you be like, oh, that's right, because it's $200 a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But all inclusive be lit, man. And make sure y'all tip your bot, tip all those servers, the bartenders, all them people, man, because they working hard out there, real hard. And they'll remember your shit. Like, we was ordering a whole bunch of French Connections, okay? And apparently, we drank up all the French Connections in Riviera Maya. <laughs> we drank up all, I'm sorry, we drank up all the cognac in Riviera. They wasn't ready for all these black people. There's a whole bunch, over 140-something black people in the wedding I went to. Plus, it was another black wedding there. Another pretty decent-sized black wedding there. Man, they were, you know, and all the black people, all we drink is cognac for some reason. Henny. Everybody wanted Henny, but they ain't had no Henny. They had Martell, though. And, like, shit, I mean, I think that was the second, first first or second night we was there. They had to go to the other, they had to go to the other resort and get another case, a whole other case of cognac. Because <laughs> they, they wasn't ready, shouting. They were not ready. But yeah, man, you know, you, you find your you find your favorite person, whoever treating you right, and you tip them because they'll hook you up. They'll remember your face, right? Because they want that tip money. And be reasonable. You know what I'm saying? You ain't make sure you give them a good tip. If you land in a hammock all day, you know, you go out there eight, nine o'clock in the morning, get your spot, and you stay there all day till three or four o'clock in, in the evening. And you just been hanging off the side of the hammock, swimming around, eating all the burgers, eating all the fries, and took a nap, read your favorite ebook, all this shit. Man, don't leave them no three, four dollars. Come on now. They out there in the hot sun, walking through the sand. You know, it's hard to walk in the sand. <laughs> it's hard to walk in the sand, especially in some shoes. You know, they be dressed up. We be out, you be out there, no shoes. 
barely some clothes on. They be out there in a full damn server outfit, long sleeves, pants, uh, boat shoes or socks. They got all kinds of shit on. It's hot. They trudging through that sand, all that shit, man. Give them a good tip, man. Just do it. Just live your life. Factor that into your plan. Tip your servers, the waiters, the bartenders, and the people that make up your room. Because you know how y'all act. When you go out on vacation, you know, at your at your own house, you only use one towel a week. <laughs> you on vacation, you use six towels a day. <laughs> and then throw it on the floor. Like, you just, you, you, you can't be bothered. <laughs> we're, we're reusing the towel. Y'all, y'all have lost y'all little minds, man. Real. Now you need six freshly fluffed white towels. You don't even got no white towels at your house. All your towels say like Miami on them because you done bought them from the little five dollar corner store junk when you was in Miami. All your shit mismatched. <laughs> All your towels mismatched. The threads hanging out of them. They barely hanging on for dear life. But now you at the at the at the all inclusive or at the resort, and you des- you demand hundreds of towels while you stay there. Hundreds. <laughs> oh, another travel tip too: if you use a washcloth in your life, a lot of other countries don't. In a lot of other countries, they don't supply you with washcloths off the top. So make you know. So make sure either take your own washcloth or. You gonna have to ask for it, so don't be surprised when you pull up in your suite and ain't no washcloth there. You know, if, if y'all ain't used to that, make sure. So don't go cussing nobody out and all. They just that's just not normal in a lot of places. So you might you might run into that situation. You understand what I'm saying? That's another travel tip from your boy, cousin Cornbread, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know it it was a good it was a good time down there and. uh in Cancun at the wedding, you know, of black people. You know, everybody sell this, that, like I said, they sell that false narrative that black men apparently don't like dates or prefer black women, but I stay at a black wedding. <laughs> like all, the majority of my weddings I go to are black on black weddings, black man, black woman, okay? Even my first uh, gay wedding, black on black. Right. Okay. Two two black women married each other. So I don't know where people be coming up with these false ass stats, man. All my most of my homies, not all of them, most of my homies, I'm married to black women. All, most most of my black homies. <laughs> let me let me clarify that. Most of my black homies, my black boys, are married to black women. Right, so I'll I'll be seeing with with these other people seeing about these preferences that people try to spread and, and put these divides between. The black man and the black woman all the time. I never see that. I don't see it sometimes, you know, in my in the circles I'm in. And then, you know, every time I look around, everybody I see, they with black women. Like, I don't know where everybody come up with this whole thing that black men hate black women or don't prefer them and all this shit. It's not that anybody doesn't, it's not that I don't believe that it doesn't exist. I'm just saying that I don't think that it's the norm. Or I don't want anybody to think that that's the norm. Or if they look at me or somebody else, that I'm familiar with, I don't want y'all to think that that's how we thinking. You know what I'm saying now? Whether or not somebody at your office or you're on the bus or some just, you know, some fuck boy that's hating on black women for whatever reason is trying to be vocal about that, 
then that's his business. But don't think that Bama represent the majority. You understand me? And come and and I told people this on my Facebook page a while ago. Whenever y'all see those self-hating black dudes pull up on your page or tell you at work or tell you in your face or something like that and they hating on black women, y'all refer them to Cousin Cornbread. And that's that 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 uh <laughs> that invitation is still open. You understand what I'm talking about? You can you can hit me up on any social media, Cousin Cornbread, and tell him to holler at me. Pull it up on my page. Y'all put you can tell me, look, we can have an interview with that man. He can pull up on me and tell me in my face that. Cause I think what happens is a lot of these dudes, they'll say that down to the woman, but they won't say that to another grown ass black man. You know, like a real dead ass, grown ass black man like me who ain't having it. You know what I'm saying? None of that, none of that little punk stuff. You know what I'm talking about? I'm like, look, I'ma hold you down. So don't bring that shit around me. Don't bring that self-hate around me. Hell no. Nah. Now, if you got a preference for something else, that's fine. But it shouldn't be to the detriment of your black women. That's how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? You can like whatever you like, but don't say I like this and black women ain't shit or whatever the fuck it is that they be talking about. I don't know what they be talking about because I don't be hearing it. And people who think like that, don't say it around me because they know they'll get this work. Anyway, so we're going to, I mean, we got, I can go on a tangent about that. We ain't going to go on a tangent about that. But speaking of being black, <laughs> which I always do, man, you know what I'm saying? Speaking of being black, unfortunately, you know, at this resort, you know, we had to go ahead and suffer through some racism just because that's that's what the world does to black people. You know what I'm saying? That's just what they do. Because uh, the, 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 the white superiority complex is real shouting. You hear me? And it's it's always it's everywhere. It's ingrained in people, man. It's ingrained in people. The white superiority complex is ingrained in people where they don't like either themselves or they like they don't like whoever the complex tells you not to like. So at the bottom of the totem pole is the black people, right? So here go the story, right? I've been we over here ordering drinks. It's real simple. You know, we got a whole uh we got a whole crew of people out there drinking, everybody chilling. And um I go up to the bar and I'm waiting behind these three chicks, man, and the bartender tells them that he can't make them frozen margaritas because he don't have a blender. Right? I'm thinking to myself, man, that's crazy. How you don't have a bit a blender? It's hot as hell down here. Why you don't have a blender? Like, that's weird. Or if you don't have one, y'all all inclusive. Y'all got like 10,000 bars. Go get a blender. But whatever. That's neither here or there, right? I'm like, all right. Shit, that's kind of weird, but whatever. So I yell over them, damn, I guess I ain't going to be able to get my Miami Vice. That sucks. Ha, ha, ha. Whatever. Ain't nothing big deal. So the guy hears me. And he's like, oh, no, sorry, sirs. You know, it's just regular drinks. And I'm like, all right, ain't no big deal. Whatever, we can't get no frozen drinks. It's hot as fuck, but whatever. Get something else. Cool. I get a Jack and Coke. I roll out, go get back in the pool. And, uh, you know, a few minutes later, probably like 15 minutes later, I, I drank that one. You know, did a little dips, talk to people, whatever it is. I go back to the bar. Same, you know, people still sitting there. And I'm about to order. And while I'm about to order, um, a lady comes up 
you know, right right next to me. And uh, she's a nice Caucasian lady, you know what I'm saying? Having the fun, having the time of her life. She comes up and she goes up next to me and she goes, oh, hey, whoever his name is. Let's call him Luis, right? Whatever. So she's like, hey, Luis. Uh, she gives him a stainless steel cup. And then she's like, hey, I want my same thing I've been having. And I want this, this, and this. She ordered like three drinks, right? And one of the drinks she ordered, she was like, I want a mango madness. And that's when she gave him the stainless steel cup. And so I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there, minding, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I like mangoes. I love mango flavored shit because I like sweet drinks, okay? And uh, she was like, I was like, oh, what's a mango madness? And she's like, oh, my God, it's so fucking good, dude. It's like a frozen margarita, but with, like, fresh mango and, like, mango rum and, like, something else. And it just gets you completely fucked up. Like, and that's why I'm here. Me and my mom are having the time of our life. Woo! Right? And I was like, bet. And I was like, hold up, wait. I said, you said it was frozen margarita? She said, yeah. And I said, you've I said you been getting it over here at this bar? And she said, yeah, I've been drinking them all day. And I said, oh, shit, he told me that the, the blender was broken. And she was like, in all of her, so this, so now she's in all of her uh, privileged glory and unbotheredness. <laughs> she said, oh, no, honey, it is broken, but they'll go get it for you. This is my third one. And my mom's had two. They'll just go over to the other bar and bring it back to you. Don't worry about it. They'll take care of you. Woo! And then she leaves. <laughs> and I was like, true, true, true. So I was like, hmm, that's fucking interesting, Batman. We have a situation here. Okay? So now the bartender comes back with her two unfrozen, the non-frozen drinks. Okay? And... He gives those, he puts those on a thing and kind of waves to her. And she comes and picks those up. And she's like, thanks. And, you know, skips off. Now, while he does that, he tells his boy in Spanish, yo, I'm going over to the other bar to get the lady, the uh, Mango Madness. And I heard him. So I was like, wait, 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 wait. I said, look, hey, hey, hey. I called him over. I said, look. Bring me two Miami Vices back, too. And he's like, oh, no, sir, the blender. I don't have the blender. i like, well, you just told her you going to get her Mango Madness, and you didn't say nothing. You just, and I, the Mango Madness is frozen, right? And he goes, oh, no, sir, it's not, it's, uh, it's not like that. I said, oh, no, no, no. We all guests, right? We're all paying guests, like everybody over here. We in the same pool, same everything. Paid the same rate or whatever. We all got the same bands on, everything lit, right? We all inclusive over here just like these people are. So what's the difference? So he's like, oh, no. Uh, I just thought that you didn't want to wait. I said, hey, you ain't tell me that. That ain't got nothing to do with it. You never gave me the option of waiting or not. You never said, oh, you could get it, but you got to wait. And you didn't tell those girls that wanted the frozen margarita that either. You ain't telling none of us that, oh, we have the option to just have you wait and go get it and bring it back. You never told none of us that. Right? So what's the difference? Oh, I'm sorry. Like, blah, blah, blah. So he's like kind of doing all these little hand gestures like, like, come on, dude. Like, give me a break. 
And I was just like, dog, like, I just gave him the old grandma, like, church lady, you know, uh, deaconess, this disappointed face with the head shake, like, mm, mm, mm. You should be ashamed of yourself, Louise. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, you should just be ashamed of yourself, dog. So I said, look, man, I said, look, I don't really want to go back and forth. So just bring me the damn Miami Vices. Like, that's all I want in life right now. I just want my Miami Vices. That's all I'm here for, dog. And, you know, he does that kind of, he's like, oh, come on, buddy. It's it's okay. I Just give me one minute. Now, whole time, my home, my girl, Caucasian Katie, is completely unaware that any of this is going down. You understand me? She is over in the in the lazy river living her best life. You understand me? Like, so stuff like this is exactly why black people have higher levels of hypertension and we die earlier than the Caucasian. All kinds of shit. It's not because we eat more bacon and shit. <laughs> or that we're any less healthy or care less about our diet or take less care of our bodies and all this shit, right? It's like dumb shit like this that's like stress. And it's been proven that stress will age you. Stress will fucking fuck you up, right? So stress can kill you, basically. So she's completely unbothered, had no clue any of this is going on, don't have no reason to. It shouldn't have been going on with me. (laughs) But it was an unavoidable stress that I had to deal with. I ain't signed up for it. I didn't say shit. I didn't really... You know, and unfortunately, I understand Spanish. Or I wouldn't even know that he dead ass was about to go get that drink. I could have probably just dismissed it like, oh, she must be tripping. Maybe she's just too drunk. Maybe she thought she got the frozen shit, but it ain't. But when I heard him tell his man, oh, yeah, I'm going over to the other junk, you know, to use the blender for the ladies, uh, for the ladies drink to get this. I was like, oh, no, nah, oh, no, your boy, your boy, uh. I've lied Spaniel a little bit. <laughs> so they would have ran this game. The whole thing would have went down, dog, if I wouldn't have understood what was going on. And it was trifling. You know what I'm saying? Your boy trifling. And I be telling people, man, like this type of shit is like stuff we got to deal with where we ain't just making up racism or waking up some shit that we want to be mad about that day. But now we mad. Now I'm irritated. I got to even think about this shit. I'm trying to be at the pool, chilling in the sun, you know, chilling. And don't even get me started with it. It was some other stuff going on, too, about that same area of the resort with the restaurant. But I ain't even going to get into that. I ain't going to do all that. But the whole point is this is why, like, you know, Caucasians, they got to have a lot of other shit to stress them out. They got to find shit. They got to, like, come up with extreme sports, riding on the side of a mountain with uh, two flat tires on their Mountain bike, skydiving, swimming with the sharks, all kinds of crazy shit they got to come up with <laughs> to get their blood flowing. <laughs> they like, shit, I don't have any natural stresses or predators today, so how can I kill myself today? Or how can I get my fucking blood pressure up today? Because, you know, we chilling. <laughs> Meanwhile, all I got to do is wake up and shit. <laughs> all we got to do is wake up and literally interact with a motherfucker. And we now, my heart rate up. You know what I'm saying? Shit. (laughs) But 
But yeah, man, this shit is crazy. Like, it's the dumb shit. Dumb, right? That's why we gonna die early out here, black people. Cause they don't wanna give a motherfucker a frozen margarita on this son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what it comes down to in these days. You know what I'm talking about? Thanks, Trump. <laughs> it's like they used to blame Obama for everything. Thanks, Trump. That's Trump's fault, too. Shit. Another reason I'ma die, man, look, is because uh I be on some flights with some dirty ass people, man. For real. I travel. I, you know, whenever I travel, like I said last on the last episode, man, it's a it's always a stress, man. Um, but another part of that whole thing is this nasty ass people just be on the plane, man. And the worst one, let me tell you the worst ones are. The worst ones are the ones who just be farting up a storm on the plane, dog. Like, how are you so disrespectful that you fart constantly on this damn plane? We on a three and a half, four hour flight, and your ass is playing a trumpet with your booty hole. That can't be life. Like, you have to be thinking to yourself, man, let me hold this in. Or let me go to the bathroom. Do something. Don't just be out there letting it rip. That dirty is nasty. We in the middle of the motherfucking runway. You already farting? Already, we, in the, we ain't even left the tarmac, dog. You already farting? Come on, man. Now, they about to recirculate that damn fart-ass, bacteria-filled air in this plane for the next three hours. Everybody dying. Everybody got a goddamn respiratory infection fucking around with your little farty ass. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that's literally is what's happening. You farting, fucking up everybody's circulation, fucking up everybody's respiratory. Now, I got a goddamn sinus infection. People out here passing. It's just too much. And you can smell that shit all plain right. It don't go nowhere because, you know, they recycle the air in that motherfucker. Dirt bald ass people. Y'all need to stop that shit, man. Who raised y'all? Little baboon asses. Y'all rude, man. That shit is rude as fuck. I can't stand that shit. Between them and these motherfucking passengers that just be coughing like uncontrollably. You be like, yo, what in the bird flu did this motherfucker have? This motherfucker got SARS? Like, I don't why is everybody on this plane got SARS? And then the ones that put their feet up on the on the back of the chair or on the tray. Or you ever seen a motherfucker that be picking their feet? Oh my God. Who are these people? This is why this is where foot and mouth disease started. On these motherfucking planes. Fucking around with these people. Cause they dirty. Shit. They dead ass need to have like a like a, a quarantine section. Like a chute. It should be like a chute built into every plane. A motherfucker calls if he called three times, he quarantined. They put him in the chute, push the button, this motherfucker goes straight to fucking where the baggage at or in some kind of room beneath the plane. Because he can't just be contaminating everybody on the damn plane or they should have an oxygen mask that drop out from the ceiling, like the one that they will, that will come out in the case of emergency. They need to have that same shit. You cough three times or you sneezing your life away. You only can breathe directly into that, and that shit goes into some other tank that we don't have to fuck with. Because this shit is out of line, man. 
These motherfuckers dirty as hell. I can't be in these fucking unfit flying conditions for the rest of my life because y'all nasty. Terrible. Or I need to get a goddamn tax write-off. If I come back from a flight or a trip and I got all kinds of respiratory issues, I got, you know, I'm out here, need a Z-pack out this son bit. Man, listen, and I need to be able to write that off in my FSA, my pre-tax money. Because it ain't fair. I shouldn't be going on vacation and dying at the same time fucking around with y'all dirt balls. For real, man. Nasty ass. Nasty. Y'all stop that shit. If you see somebody, I'll be telling me, like, man, stop. Hey, stop coughing. I'll be like, you you doing too goddamn much in this jump, man. For real. And you don't nobody be telling them that they dirt balls. Okay? But somebody needs to go ahead and tell them, I shouldn't have to suffer with y'all motherfuckers, man. Dead ass. Like, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to suffer through that. I'm, I'm on vacation. I should be able to enjoy my vacation and not fear for my life, you know, from being contaminated by y'all motherfuckers. Another thing, too, man, every time I'm on the flight, everybody swear they know me from uh, <laughs> from what, whatever their local sports team is. And usually if I'm leaving from the D.C. area, somebody swear I play for the Redskins. They're like, oh, aren't you somebody from the Redskins? I'm like, nah, dog, that ain't me. Or the Ravens in Baltimore. I'm like, nah, I don't play no football, man. Y'all think, y'all think if I if I had football money, any football money, that I'd be on stiff arming y'all motherfuckers in Group A in the Southwest Airlines line. Come on, dog. <laughs> you think I would dead ass have an unassigned seat if I had football money? You think I would willingly? take the risk of having a middle seat if I had, if I was making even minimum, league minimum, 300-something thousand dollars? Come on, dog. Clearly, I don't play for the Redskins or the Ravens or nobody. I'm just a regular Joe Schmo like you, dog. Ain't nothing popping off. You don't need to get no autographs, no nothing. And then the other thing is, motherfuckers, one time I was in Pittsburgh, or whenever I'm going on flights that lay layover in Pittsburgh or something like that or anywhere near Philly and all that, they be swearing I'm Jerome Bettis. <laughs> I be like, come on, man. You know that damn well I'm not Jerome Bettis. Come on. Come on now. I would have first class. I would definitely be in first class all the time. I mean, even if I made $200,000, I'm start sitting in first class. You understand me? And the crazy thing is, it's a real sensitive topic for me when they start trying to force this football shit on me because I really out should have played football. I should have been a football star, you know. And I be, you know, my therapist be having to talk me through this shit all the time, especially around now with the draft and all that shit. Man. But when I, but I've always been fat. I've been fat since 1980, and I was born in 1980. So I've always been fat. And so I was always too fat, like for like Pop Warner, I was always too fat to play in my age group. And then, so God had blocked that, right? God blocked that. Then I got to middle school, and I think I got diagnosed with like a heart murmur. So my mama was all nervous talking about, she thought I was going to die. But the whole time, I played basketball and lacrosse. 
<laughs> but she ain't want me to play football for some reason. And then I used to beg when I was in like high school and shit, I used to beg my mama. I was like, man, I want to switch schools because the other schools have football, but she wouldn't let me do it. And I was like, ain't this a motherfucking man? And I was athletic. I was I was good at basketball. You know, for my size, I was good at basketball. I ain't really fuck with lacrosse though. Um you know, because lacrosse, the lacrosse helmets hurt like shit. If you ever played lacrosse, them, well, I don't know how they are now, but back in the day, them lacrosse helmets wasn't nothing. They weren't like football helmets, like with the air and all that. Them jumps was basically just like a baseball helmet. And uh, motherfuckers hitting you in the, in the face with a stick. Okay? Yeah, that's not cute. That's not cool. Nah, not with a stick, though. A whole stick? Nah. Then you got... Then you can get hit in the balls. You can get hit in your balls or your kidneys or something with a rubber ball that's going 150 miles an hour out that damn lacrosse uh, net. Nah, dog. I'm all set. And it's way more cardio. <laughs> so I was telling my mother, like, I'm running and doing more cardio and all this stuff in basketball and football. I'm sorry, basketball and lacrosse than I would have been in football. <laughs> but whatever, man. But like I said, I'm going to therapy for that. So y'all wish me luck on that, man. For real. But I would have, shit, I would have at least had the league minimum, man. At least. But all I got now is an extensive vocabulary. You know what I'm saying? That's it. I got a couple of uh, attorney friends, uh, fiction writers. Uh, it's a couple of, you know, everybody pretty much from my high school are in either one of those uh, career fields. And they all doing well. Shout out to all my homies that are doing very well in their career fields. But, uh, uh, you know, I and I can't even deny that I write very well. I tested out of, of a lot of classes early in uh, my college career because my school set me up to be, you know, just that beast with the, with the academics, Okay. But now they, I'm trying to figure out how to convert all these, all this vocabulary, my grammar, my writing skills, all that stuff into an actual NFL contract money. That's what I need to figure out. So if anybody can help me with that, I appreciate it. You know, because despite the fact, because despite the fact what I put out sometimes on 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 the podcast and on videos where I'm talking shit, talking about you know Tom back, all that type, of, the way I talk like that is is for the effect. You understand what I'm saying? And because we we casual right here, you know? We casual, we chilling. But in real life, if I need to really do something, oh, it's going to be lit, okay? If I, if I need to write on y'all motherfuckers, if I need to be a scribe out this motherfucker, okay? Yeah, it's going to be lit like that. That's why I had to take them classes early in, in freshman year. I was chilling because I writes like that. <laughs> But anyway, man, um, yeah, so, you know, y'all mans, I be, I be looking at this damn NFL draft stuff like crying. They be having stuff on there. They be having some dudes on there that can barely read, dog. Barely. But they about to get millions, millions. You understand me? They about to be living their best life. Don't got to know how to make it. Don't, know, <laughs> don't need to know how to construct a sentence for shit. Construct these motherfucking millions in my duffel bag. 
Because you know the black people be having duffel bags and shit. They be real ratchet. Um, going to the NFL signing and shit. <laughs> they be doing the most extra stuff at some of these draft day joints. You know what I'm saying? But it's cool to see. I used to be mad about it, but it's cool to see the youngest getting their money, man. And, you know, living their best life. So I'm, I don't be an old man, old hating man no more. They do whatever, fuck it. Trump the president, everything's out the window. Pretty much like there's no right or wrong. There's no there's no standard on anything anymore. It's just fuck it. Just do whatever you want. Hey, 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 just whatever. <laughs> My man Kirk Cousins, who y'all know, I probably I haven't talked about it too much on 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 my own podcast, but on my on the homies podcast, I was talking about it and 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 and, and contributing on there. Uh, you know, I thought Kirk Cousins from the Washington Redskins was a uh, former quarterback for the Washington Redskins was so overrated, you know. Um, but that man, he's so he's mediocre as hell. But he bought the he made historic money, historic. Not Drew Brees, not. Tom Brady, not uh, Aaron Rodgers, not Ben Robinson, like none of the actually accomplished quarterbacks, not Eli Manning, even though he's a little, I don't know what's wrong with Eli Manning, something wrong with Eli Manning. But none of these people made his, I mean, historic contract money. Kirk Cousins made historic money. That's crazy. The biggest guaranteed contract ever. Ever. <laughs> it's crazy, dog. He made the he has the biggest uh guarantee contract ever. And he uh he's literally the best negotiator of all time cuz he made so many power moves against the Redskins and uh the whole league for real and just made them pay pony up. And it helps that he's a clean-cut Caucasian Christian. That's the four C's that you need to succeed. Okay. Where you are basically not, you're beyond reproach when you're a clean cut Caucasian Christian. Okay. That's the four C's. Remember I said that clean cut Caucasian Christian male is beyond reproach. You can, They can't say nothing about him on no news station, no Fox news, no, like nobody can talk shit about him. They they basically just have to just praise him only. That's just the law of America. <laughs> like with Kirk Cousins, he never Kirk Cousins has a losing record as a starter. Okay? He has a losing record as a starter, starting quarterback. Never won nothing in his life. He made it to the, I think two wild card games. Ain't won shit. I think he know one wild card game. The other one was with RG three. Um but anyway, he ain't want shit. And, like, they literally can't say anything about him bad. All they say is, oh, he's going to be a difference maker. And uh, he's going to be the final piece <laughs> to put this team over the hump. Because <laughs> they basically said, oh, he's going to go to uh, to Minnesota, who was one game away from the Super Bowl last year, and he's going to be the difference. <laughs> So basically, he has to win the Super Bowl this year, or basically all this shit was for nothing, in my opinion, right? Because they was already basically in the Super Bowl already without him. So he's gonna be the difference. The only difference is that he's gonna win the Super Bowl, right? 
That's how I look at it. So I ho- hopefully that Bama win. Hopefully Kirk Cousins wins, man. Because then all my hate would be, uh, he would have killed all my hate. Because I'm like, man, he's way overrated. Especially, I, I had season tickets for nine years. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I never, uh, I wasn't ever sold on Cuzzo. But whatever. Meanwhile, my man Le'Veon Bell, shit, he has to beg for a raise. And he actually produces. He's literally, I mean, if, maybe besides Antonio Brown on that team, he's the most important player on that team, period. And they're a successful franchise. They go, they be in the playoffs every year. And Le'Veon Bell has been a the major contributor over the past couple of years, right? Everybody know that. It's not even debatable. I mean, this boy is a beast, and he got a bag for the money. Bag. Bag. Like, he got a bag. And they, like, they they demonize this man. Oh, wow. He shouldn't be talking like that. He shouldn't talk about he going to hold out already and all this shit. Da, 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 da. Kirk Cousins took two franchise tags, dragged the Redskins all the way through the mud, took all their money. Ain't nobody say nothing to it. Oh, they treating Kirk Cousins bad. <laughs> what? Treat me bad and give me $25 million. Please. Please. Please give me $25 million and I, so I can cry about it. <laughs> what? Meanwhile, my man Le'Veon actually produces on the field, actually scores the ball. He puts the ball over the goal line. The leader on a playoff team can't get is demonized for asking for his bag. <laughs> but yeah, man. Oh, that right back to it. Just stresses that the black people have, dog. <laughs> That's all it is, man. But yeah, so we're gonna see what uh what, what Alex Smith does over here in DC now. Even though I gave up on the Redskins, but I still follow. I gave up on them though for real. Because they was putting a bad team on the field and they was fucking with my money. My season ticket, they was fucking up my account. But that's a whole nother story. Uh yeah, man. So we're gonna see what Alex Smith do, man. I like Alex Smith actually. Um and I thought they did them dirty in with the 49ers when uh, Cap took over that year and, and you know, went and ran with it and was beasting that year. And, they, you know, I think they did Alex Smith dirty like that. But luckily he had got with another team as a starter, all that stuff. But I always thought that they were, like, trying to act like he was a scrub. But he never was. I always like Alex Smith. So he should be all right over here. He'll be all right. He ain't never did nothing to nobody <laughs> but be an efficient quarterback. With mobility. So we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. You know, and one of the biggest things I miss for real from the season ticket from from having my season tickets is the tailgating. Like I said, I gave up on the Redskins, man, but I love grilled food. <laughs> so when you tailgating, that's how you cooking. You grilling. So I was basically forcing me to grill. And uh I might become one of those weirdos that just goes to the games to grill to tailgate and just like not go in the game talk shit outside in the parking lot grill have a whole little situation going on but literally just don't go in the game <laughs> pay the fee to go in the parking lot all that shit and just sit outside like a weirdo I might become one of those people now or I might give me an RV or join an RV club or some shit when, some kind of weird stuff like that I'll be in one of those things that sounds cool <laughs> But yeah, man, I think everything except for pancakes probably or waffles and shit like that tastes better on the grill, right? Like, that's it. That just, everything tastes better on uh, the grill. 
And one thing I learned this week, actually, because I'm a nerd, is that the term charbroil, charbroil, just means cooking over grated grills, a grated grill. That's all it means. And that the final product will become charred. That's it. A grated grill that produces a charred product. Now, the reason all this came about is because there's a new store down the street from my house called Charbroil Chicken. Now, when I heard about that, I like, I got to go check this joint out. It's a new chicken spot. I love Charbroil, whatever the fuck it is. I like grilled chicken. I always know it was grilled, right? So, I walk in, and it's a Peruvian rotisserie chicken place. And I was like, wait, what? Come on, this ain't, what? Charbroiled chicken don't equal Peruvian rotisserie chicken to me in my head. So I felt like I was deceived by the signage, okay? So I was like, wait the fuck, this don't make no sense. They just going to try to throw throw Peruvian chicken in a charbroiled place? Like, I don't get that. That's kind of misleading. Y'all need to work on this naming convention. You know what I'm talking about? So now, because I'm a dork, I got to look it up, and that's what I found out. Like, oh, it's basically anything grilled over a, gr- a grate. But still, that doesn't explain it because technically the rotisserie chicken is on the rotisserie spit or whatever, and it don't touch the grate. So now the real question is, is it still charbroiled? I don't know, dog. I don't know because it ain't touching the grill, and it don't be charred necessarily. It don't be charred. It just be rotisserie. So look, whoever came up with that friend, and I then I found out it's a goddamn franchise. So they bluffing and selling you rot. They sell, they selling Peruvian chicken, Peruvian rotisserie chicken under false advertising. You understand me? I don't know, but I just felt like I was deceived in that shit, and I just like to know random shit like that. Useless facts because I might go on the trivia show one day. You never know. <laughs> but yeah, man, all that to say that. I love grilled food. My grilled steaks are lit. 100%. I make the best grilled steaks. I make the best any steak. Grilled steak uh, or on the stove and broil steak. You know, pan on the top, fry it up or uh, sear it up and put that thing in the oven with the olive oil and the butter. Man, it's going to be lit. Lit. I don't even be going to Ruth Chris no more. I don't for what? I got it right here. I got the things right here. Right here. Got right, right here. <laughs> but yeah, man. Then I was on. I was watching the motherfucking. I was watching one of them sports shows, and y'all's man's Jalen Rose, who's a former NBA player. Jalen Rose, millions of dollars, great guy. He's a cool dude. Played for Michigan on the Fab Five, all that kind of stuff. And this is a commentator now. He dead ass said fillets. He said, "Yeah, man. I, you know, give me a nice fillet. A what?" A what? Excuse me? Oh, a fillet? Oh, no. Nah. Y'all disrespectful. But again, you know, he has millions of dollars. Millions. He has a TV career. And he's living his best life, even though he don't know his fillet. Yeah. And what can I say? I went to, I went to a fancy private high school, and I can spell. Okay? And I can write very well. And I'm broke. And that's it. <laughs> because life don't make no sense. None at all. Just like y'all, man, Donald Trump again 
said Marine Corps, C-O-R-E. That's a no for me, dog. It's going to just be a no. But again, there's nothing to stop him from having to know any of that or spell it correctly or anything. Because no, it doesn't matter. The world makes no sense. It makes no sense. In 2018, nothing makes sense. And we just got to go with it. Don't give a fuck. 2018, what's four plus four? Normally, it would be eight. 2018, it's 11. Four plus four is 11. The end. Oh, okay. Bet. That's all you got to do. Just be like, all right, bet. Whatever it is. Fuck it. Okay? Every and then you got all these school shootings lately, right? All these, again, not even lately. They, oh, again, we get all these school shootings now. And, uh, Every mass murdering Caucasian male gets a smiling picture. When they put them on the news, it's always a smiling ass. <laughs> You'd be like, wait, how come all the pictures they get of the mass shooters when they white, always of them smiling and having the time of their life somewhere at the bar or outside playing with the dog or just like their school picture, you know, like a nice, a nice picture. It's always a, a pleasant image of these mass murderers when they're white. Meanwhile, the motherfuckers that the police shoot, the black unarmed dudes or the black dudes who commit petty crimes, like old boy who's breaking windows, they got mug shots, his gang record, uh, all the speeding tickets he ever got, uh, <laughs> his truancy file from, from middle school when he was spray painting or somewhere, all this crazy shit. They got all kinds of stuff negative imagery for the black people when they get when they when they get killed when they get killed the black people are presented like yeah like shit he probably deserved to die <laughs> but the the fucking the mass shooters the the domestic terrorists when they are caucasian they get the best pictures like the like the uh the boston bomber i'll never forget that joint the boston bombers joint was on rolling stone he had his shirt open, his little bird chest was showing. It was crazy. And they the same shit they doing with these motherfuckers. Like, everybody got these, these nice pictures. You're like, oh, that's a nice, he looks like a nice young man. <laughs> he just misunderstood and kirked out and went fucking crazy and killed everybody. But other than that, he was a pretty uh, decent human being. Shit is crazy, dog, for real. Even y'all... I'm telling you, the world don't make 2018. The world makes no sense. None. Y'all boy again, Trump. I don't know why Trump keep coming up, but Trump again. Trying to fight the ex-vice president. Dead ass on Twitter. Fight. He ought, I'll knock him out. <laughs> what? This is the president threatening the former vice president to a fight? Like a literal fist fight? Come on, dog. Come on now. Again. If that was them NFL players, let an NFL player have said that to his coach or any, or whatever, or take a knee, <laughs> right? Take, take, take a knee silent, ain't saying shit. Oh, they disrespecting the flag. Your president disrespecting the flag. Your president disrespecting the whole, his presidency, the country, the White House, everything. Fight? Like a fight for real, dog? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> man shit is crazy man throw the whole past two years away for real 
I mean, I'm including Trump's uh, primaries, all that stuff. Every, ever since he started, it's just been a tragic, tragic trend downward <laughs> in everything, in everything, for real. Man, but anyway, I'm finished, man. I'm finished with y'all today. I appreciate y'all listening, man, for real. Because, uh, you know, it's been a lot going on, man. And I ain't even cover all the stuff I wanted to. But I'm going to let y'all go. I think I'm up over an hour. It's about an hour, 20 minutes. I'm like, I don't even, I'm going to cut it down for y'all a little bit. But I've been going and going and going, man. I had a lot to talk about. I ain't talking about everything again because I don't want to bore y'all. I'm going to get y'all out of here, man. But I appreciate everybody listening. Catch me on uh, all my social media whenever you want. Like I said, I'm Cousin Cornbread on all social media. Cousin Cornbread, all one word. I appreciate everybody that listens every episode. Share it with your friends. I'm going to see you sharing, and I'm going to start giving y'all some gifts out there, man. So I appreciate it. And uh, we're going to keep it moving. I hope you enjoy it, man. If y'all got any feedback, hit me on the comments. You know, I'll be going back and forth with people on the comments. Don't come to me with no crazy shit because I will fry you in public. I do not delete comments. So if you leave some reckless shit, I'm going to fry you back. Because I could join with the best of them. I'll join on y'all, man. I, and I'll join on your kids. I'll join on your dog, your cat, your fish, your grandma. I don't care if you come for me. It's on. And gloves is off. <laughs> Ain't no fair fights, dog. You hear me? But, uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. This episode five, sex, travel, sports, food, podcast on everything. On Oh, oh you know what? I forgot to tell you. I'm on Stitcher now. So if you want Stitcher, Stitcher is a uh, another app where you can download podcasts and things like that. So if you use Stitcher, I'm also approved on Stitcher now. So look at your boy coming up in the game, shouty. Whipping, 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 whipping the work or whatever, but I don't know. That sounds like some shit the young dudes be saying. Um, Cause everything they talk about is always about whipping work, even though they know damn well they ain't like what. Do, do people even still buy crack and still? They don't, they don't even be whipping nothing. Ain't nothing to whip because don't nobody buy it. But whatever. But again, man, I appreciate y'all for listening. Sex travel, sports, food, episode five. This the end. Log out. to inform you.